Hey everyone, it's Deb here. Welcome to another episode of Uncomfortable. Comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here and checking out this episode of Uncomfortable. I'll be chatting with Andrina Teasy. Andrina is a health and lifestyle coach, yoga teacher and emotional freedom technique practitioner based out of Zurich, Switzerland. Andrina opened up to me about the emotions that she felt around receiving an inheritance when her dad passed away when she was only 15 years old. This inheritance brought about a lot of guilt and shame and other various emotions. So in this episode, we chat a bit about how money, regardless of circumstances, rich, poor, can solve problems, it can create problems, and it can also bring around a lot of strong emotions and feelings. I hope that you enjoy our conversation, but as always, there will be some adult language. So when listening, it's always best to pop on those headphones. Enjoy. Andrina, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode. I'm excited to have you, especially because you're my friend. <laughs> thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now, this is something like a conversation you've kind of alluded to in the past because we've known one another for, for many years. And um, you did receive an inheritance both when your your dad passed away and your brother passed away and you've kind of mentioned to me in the past like the kind of bittersweet um feeling around that you know having this amount of money that great you can you have this cushion but at the same time how it happened is not something you ever would have wanted or had prepared for so just like how how did you feel in the beginning like let's maybe if it's okay start with when your dad passed away how old you were then when you know all those all the kind of legal stuff had to happen what was that process like well I was 15 so I was a minor (laughs) so um I personally didn't really have to take care that much of the whole legal stuff because my mom had to right Mm -hmm. I was not um old enough to actually do that and how um my dad already had set it up in a way which is in a way weird that he had this all set up but you know on the other hand you know he he was he was a planner he was a Virgo yeah <laughs> so um, um kind of made sure that um it was all in a way taken care of and uh, my mom also had help like advisors okay that, um but for me personally I wasn't involved in the whole legal matters um mm-hmm. when I was 15 yeah Okay, so emotionally though, was it, um, you've lost your father, so you've got that as well. Like how did you feel or did you even know as a 15 year old that he had left this sum of money to you? Like how much did you understand? 
I don't think I didn't really understand it. It wasn't really my. I more later on it came into place. Um, a few years later, I think in my twenties. Okay. When I when I realized what it really meant um, on a financial um, level. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so it was something for me that, like what you ju- you know what you just said is that it was in a way it gave me freedom and it yeah. gave me a backup. Um, and with that feeling of freedom and having a backup and a security comes a guilt mm-hmm. because you don't want to have those feelings because you have that I had that money or I have that money because he had to die. Yeah. Or he, you know, he died for me to have that freedom and that flexibility and the security. And of yeah. course I would have, tr- I would trade that to have five minutes with him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that's hard. Like do those emotions, even though, you know, so many years later you're an adult, does those emotions still come up? Does that guilt ever go away? No, <laughs> I mean, I think I've, I think it, I, I work on it. I, mm-hmm. I can say that because rationally, I know I don't have to have it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm going to say it's stupid to have it because rationally, I know it's not, there's no reason for me to be guilty. It's not my yeah. fault. Yeah. Um, and what helps me is to, think of my dad and even my brother mm-hmm. and know that if they would realize and they probably realize somewhere up there or wherever they are, wherever they are. That, <laughs> that um you know that it is hard for me to to have the inheritance they would just shake their head and be like you're crazy you're yeah. absolutely crazy just, <laughs> just really do whatever you need to do yeah <laughs> and, and yeah, so that, of course, that helps me, right? Knowing that, and then I'm like, I know that 200%, right? Yeah. Um, yes, so. Yeah, it's like, so you have to kind of just kind of make that main switch, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. So you have mentioned uh, in the past to me, just kind of like, again, and you said it here, like the guilt of having that, and then that you haven't, or it's taken you a long time to even kind of talk about, having an inheritance in fear of kind of being judged can you talk a little bit about that and like why you still think that that fear why why would you have that yeah to be honest I think it started even before before my um my dad passed away okay being judged of you know coming from a family where you know we had enough money and you know, growing up um, in a big house and, um, you know, being sometimes picked up from school instead of walking half an hour up the mountain and down the mountain, you know, four times a day. And you get judged that your mom sometimes picks you up in the car, right? Okay. Um, and I think that is then ingrained, you know, when you experience stuff like that at like seven, seven, ten mm-hmm. years old, um, it kind of carries on in a way that you you don't want to be judged. You want to be taken for who you are and not being loved for the money or not loved because of the money. Yeah. Um, 
you want to be, you know, loved for who you are. And I think, um, I think that the fear comes in there, right? And I think the fear comes in that um, that people are gonna think of you different, or, or, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that kind of plays into relationships with not only just like partners, but even perhaps friends or other family members. Um, how has, you know, you know, coming from a place of wealth kind of then affected relationships that you have? Friendships, I feel not, not, not that much. I mean, I think my really closest, closest friends, um, I grew up with them. They just didn't know me. Like they've yeah. known me for like birth. And then when I was in Canada, I was personally even so distanced from it. It wasn't a topic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now being back in Switzerland, I'm old enough and I've done a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, you know, some things are paying off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've done all this yoga teacher training. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All the EFT. It's, yeah. It's, Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and plus, it's not really, I mean, it's not something that you meet somebody and say, like, hi, by the way, I have, like, an inheritance, yeah. right? It's, it's not that important, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which and, is interesting, yeah, just to quickly jump in, because we did have an episode on money and relationships. Yes. Um, a few episodes back in Tracy Themes talked a lot about how it's important to have that money conversation on the first day even if it's your first tinder i know i know (laughs) and i did listen to that episode i was like really (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i thought that was um i did take note of that (laughs) yes yes um i think for me in terms of relationship like romantic relationship what comes in is that still now i think it's more normal maybe accepted i don't know what the right word would be that the man has more money that the man is the breadwinner the man is the one you know supporting the family yeah and has to be like that's his role it's still you know we're still not far enough away from that exactly so then you know in my situation, I think it could be hard for whoever I meet that they feel maybe that they're not, that they're maybe not good enough, that they can't give me what they think that I'm used to, which, you know, for me, that's no, I mean, I have, I want to say I have no expectations. We all have expectations, but um, it's, I, I just, I think there is, there's definitely, um, I mean, money in any relationship, like what you just mentioned, any relationships it yeah. comes up. So then if yeah. it's, you know, if the situation is a little different, um, it just requires even more conversation than it even, <laughs> even needs already, right? Yeah. And what I've learned is, you know, just being, being open about it and not, like I've tried to hide it before and, you know, I can't hide it. You know, yeah. and I, don't, I feel like I don't need to. Like it's, of course, I'm not gonna. I mean, to be honest, I, I wouldn't like on my first date be like, by <laughs> the way, yeah. Um, but um, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe it's something. 
<laughs> and you could just say, you know, I'm going to pay for the coffee because I feel like I can. <laughs> right? Yes. Definitely. Um, but it's, it's interesting, you know, that you still bring up the fact that a lot of men still, you know, traditionally think that they have to kind of take care of the the female partner or the more feminine partner. Um and it's it's interesting when the, the tides turn a little bit when you see that the you know the the more feminine partner is bringing in more money and how that how that can affect the relationship and um it's I don't I don't want to say sad but it's kind of like why do we still feel that way and even like it's you know it's not the guy's fault that's kind of how society has made him feel like that's what he's supposed to do right so it's like what do we do to change that to change that thought to change that dynamic that's what I was just gonna say I think it's actually big it's big on the society and you know to to be honest, like, you know, when we talk about dating, I, I sometimes feel sorry for mm-hmm. here in Switzerland, it's a little bit different, but in North America, it's, it's, you know, the guy is expected to pay, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, poor guy. Like, I know, right? <laughs> what if you're going on tons of dates? Like, then you're out of pocket. Like, you Seriously, know. right? So, um, so I... So I feel like society is a big aspect of it, and it gives a lot of pressure to to the, to the man. And um, and you know, in my situation, I then don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. So then you tend to not talk about the fact that you have this inheritance. Yeah, and. I mean, yeah, that's a great point because having that money conversation with a partner is hard enough, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you probably feel that additional guilt, I guess, of then making them feel like they're not in their, you know, quote unquote, their place, which is bullshit, but that's still how society thinks, right? So you're dancing around that. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Now, why do you think, like just from your experience, that we generally kind of avoid talking about money and that it's uncomfortable? Like, is there anything else that you can kind of add to your experience that's, that's made it uncomfortable for you or even, you know, other family members or other friends? Yeah, I think I think money is like sex and religion and death. <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody wants to talk about it, but everybody really wants to talk about it. <laughs> Which is why I started this podcast, by the way. Exactly. Like, ha- like some of them, most of them have been around sex, a lot of mental health, and then a lot of money, and then death. Like that seems to be yeah. the key topics, right? But then, of course, in my situation, two things come in, right? It's death and money, yeah. right? Like, like, and I mean, it's not, so <clears throat> I think why, why we don't want to talk about it. I think money is a very, um, actually, personal subject. It's, you know, we think it's materialistic, but in fact, it's very emotional. Yeah. Right? I think, I think, you know, accountants and financial advisors and financial planners they actually have a much bigger role than or you know I I think they're much more sometimes of you know maybe not therapists but but coaches like you know they it's it's very personal and they also of course have a lot of responsibility too but I think if it 
comes because money is ex existential, right? So if, and then it becomes emotional. And I yeah. do think that, um, you know, I really truly believe money doesn't make happy, but money can solve problems. Yeah. Money can also create a lot of problems. Oh yeah. It's like that song, is it more money, more problems, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's, I, I think sometimes we, we look at it just from a, um, piece of paper Yeah. in apprentices, you know, um, yeah, or a plastic card. Exactly. But it's so much more. It's so much more. Yeah. Like, you know. I actually remember a, it was a few years ago, I was working with um, kind of business career coach. And she had posted on her Facebook this uh, video of this um, kind of older gent who seemed very wise. Um, I don't remember what his background was. I, he seemed to be well known in whatever field he was in. But he was basically talking about what he thinks money is. And at the end of it, he's like, money, I, well, his opinion is that it was an exchange of love because you're exchanging it for something that you need or want or a service that you know, someone's providing. So I thought that was really interesting because there's a lot of negativity around money too. But at the same time, like for me, that kind of held true that it is like I'm paying for my cell phone bill because that's a service that I need. Therefore, I'm grateful and I'm exchanging something. It just happens to be money, right? Or I'm paying for whatever business service that, that I need. And I really like that, actually. It kind of started to change my you know perception around Absolutely. money yeah yeah and i think i think what um exactly what you're talking about happens a lot in the you know quote-unquote spiritual world mm -hmm. right i think you know i i'm a yoga teacher i'm a coach i'm you know so it's and you see that a lot in the in the yoga scene for example yeah. that you know we feel bad asking for money yeah and i think it's comes down to that we think money is bad because money is material and it is attachment and mm -hmm. you know in the yoga world it's all about you know non-attachment yeah. <laughs> right and and that we don't need things and right so that and then of course and then you know we, you go into the complete opposite where money is power mm -hmm. right and money is being used for sometimes not very good stuff right like what yeah. i said before money can also create a lot of problems right yeah <laughs> sorry um so then those two worlds kind of collide right like yeah. the 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 spiritual people um, they don't want to be, you know, seen as people who use money as power and um, yeah. are like, you know, wanting money because that's bad. And, and of course, and then you have, the, you have the other ones who really want more money. So then sometimes the gap even like gets even bigger, right? Yeah. The people, so it's, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's really tricky. So I, I really think that there is still a lot of, um, healing that on a collective level that needs mm. to happen about money and i think that also like you you asked before like you know why is it so hard 
to talk about that. And I think one of the things is also that we never learned. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we learn it. Like, yeah. we learn it. We learn from our parents. Well, did our parents have good, good, good relationship with money? Yeah. Did you ever fight? Did your parents ever talk openly about money while when you were growing up that you remember? No. 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 Not no. that I remember. I think no. Um, and I mean, we. It wasn't like a taboo tema, but it was yeah. also not. Not it was not. Um. I'm trying, it's a good question. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, very early on, we had, very early on, I had, but I mean, my, my dad was, was still alive. And I mean, he, um, uh, you know, we had bank accounts and had to kind of starting to manage our, our pocket money at, at quite mm-hmm. an early age. So that was actually great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also about the conversation about money. You know, yeah. one thing is managing it. And I think that is neglected also, especially yeah. in schools as well. Yes. So it's com- communication, but that's a whole other topic. Um, yeah. But um, I think, <laughs> I think the communication about money is where, it, where it's neglected. Like yeah. You don't know how to, to talk about it. Yeah. And it's also like you kind of generally, you do learn from how other people like your parents kind of, you know, manage or talk about money. So if they don't, then you kind of also start to think that that's not the done thing. So we don't talk about, you know, what was it you said? You don't talk about money, sex and um, religion around the dinner table kind of thing. Like they're the topics that, that you avoid. So it's almost like, we need to start having the conversations now so that, you know, if we do have children or, you know, we're just influencing other people to know that it's okay to kind of talk about those, those things. Yeah. And I think it also, there comes, there can also becoming shame, like shame of having a lot of money. Like for example, maybe in my case, right. Having, having money, um, which is like, I'm going to say, which is not mine. It it is, but you know what I mean? Um, but then the other, the flip side of that is shame of not having money. Mm -hmm. That can be also, that that, that can be same, same trauma, same hurt, same, you know, patterns as well. Right. So it's, um, because society reacts no matter what. Yeah, no matter what, exactly. You kind of just have to, and this is hard to do, you have to kind of just not give a shit. Yes. But it's, yeah. it, that's difficult because this is a learned behavior that's been ingrained since, you know, forever. And I was like, is there anything or any advice you can give to people who um, do feel a lot of shame around, whether it's having too much or too little? Like, what have, what have you done to kind of try and change that mindset mm-hmm. for yourself? talk talk about it mm-hmm. like I didn't I didn't talk about it like even with my friends a lot of times I didn't I didn't talk about it only like I think over the last few years I started to say that it's actually hard for me yeah right and people are like what I'm like yes and they're like you're crazy I'm like I know I know in my head but you know it has to be embodied and of course over the last few years I've I've done, I've really done a lot of work and a lot of healing with it and I'm much, in a much better space. Um, and that has helped me just to, to say, you know, this is not, 
not easy. This is not an easy situation yeah. for me, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, in a safe space, like talk about, talk about it with the people that you feel safe with, mm -hmm. that you can open up that conversation with. Yeah. Or even a therapist always yeah. kind of going to a professional yeah. if you yeah. have that Absolutely. option Absolutely. and opportunity is a great place. Um, yeah, I actually just recently started with a therapist, which I am happy to, you know, talk to other people about because I actually think it's it's a great thing for anyone to do. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I mean, I go to my therapist. I, mm -hmm. I just, you know, started with a, with a new one too. And, and, you know, it's in our in the initial state of getting, you know, her getting to know me, right? And I brought it up that that is. And I also told her, you know, I've, done, I've come a long way, mm -hmm. but it's still, it's still a topic. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's still there. And shame is like a huge one that I think um, we might, or, you know, everybody is judgmental, but and we tend to judge other people on their situation. But at the same time, like I feel shame around my situation, yet I'm judging someone for having shame around their situation, which is stupid. It's the same you know, I don't know if emotion is the right word, but it's the same thing. It's like, why are we all judging one another? It's like, we all have our own experience. It's all hard for everybody, despite what it is, right? Because as you said, you feel like you're crazy because you, you know, live in, you have this inheritance, it's this abundance, which people would love to have, but yet that has its problems as well as, you know, not having that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of difficult for for both so kind of moving forward you're going to continue the conversation yes, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. i'm all here and your your people um, and your like friends and peers and people and um, what about family now kind of how has the conversation been with your family has it been more open to talking about like money or do you feel like family members who are older from a different generation are still kind of stuck in the mindset to not talk about those things? It's a good question. Um, I mean, my family, my immediate family got very small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's between um, my mom and me. And yeah, we, we have a, actually very open. Um, That's great conversation about that I think for me what's really important in terms of you know for my mom is that she doesn't she that she like enjoys her life that's like for me I want her to like you know yeah. like who you're traveling which she does which is great yeah but she travels and, and 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 all that and I think I think that's that's really great but I no, also for her, there is, she doesn't just do it easily. Yeah, yeah, it's hard too. But I mean, uh, it sounds like she's moving, you know, forward she, to kind of have those is. conversations, which is, which is awesome because there's yeah. lots of people who, who just there kind is. of, sometimes are ready to give her, yeah, sometimes I do have to give her a pep talk to really Aww. enjoy it. And yeah. sometimes she needs to give me a pep talk. So we Aww. give each other a pep talk. Well, that's good. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like it's there you exactly. did yeah and yeah. you know don't feel yeah. guilty about it do, yeah. so do you have you ever experienced a time when someone has um 
kind of judged you or said something kind of openly critical around you having an inheritance? Has that ever happened or generally are your friends, you know? No, it actually never really, it never actually really happened, which, um, yeah, yeah, of course, it's really great. I think, um, and I think that comes back to like what you asked me before, like what would you recommend for people? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, to talk about, I think the moment, people actually understand what's ha- what's going on mm. the judgment the judgment goes away yes right yes. so um but of course then the other thing is like you know you're not really just meet somebody and gonna tell you your entire story in whatever topic it is right it takes time yeah. but um yeah no i didn't really have anybody really you know Judge me like everybody who like hears my story they they you know they feel more bad in a sense that than, yeah. than, than judgmental so yeah. yeah I mean that's great I used to honestly um not judge people but I used to think you know you would meet people who were like traveling the world and they were the same age as me and I would be like how are these people doing this like where is the money coming from and then I did meet someone who said oh actually I got an inheritance and I kind of immediately felt like they had to, they lost someone to do that. So like that changed for me, it was more like, you know, I, it's great you're traveling and that you are kind of living your life, but you know, you wouldn't want that to happen too. So it's very kind of mixed emotion. And I think that's what comes in. And I think that's, and you know, nobody openly like judged me, Mm -hmm. but I know, oh, I, I, I don't know, but um, assume maybe (laughs) Um, that you know people make have their thoughts, you know, and like exactly what you said, right? I mean, I had that thought about people, like, oh, she's traveling again, yeah, yeah. But and then again, I mean, it's it's in a way, it's like human beings, right? Like we wonder, we're curious, yeah. Oh, and that's why, and that's why I think the more open we can talk about our situation, of yeah. course, within within reason, um, without having to like tell the whole world or entire yeah. intimate details, um, the easier it gets. I think. Yeah. Right. Definitely. The moment, yeah. The moment, the moment people know that we're that we're struggling with something, then 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 the entire system the entire situation can can relax and like oh you are right like yeah. didn't know yeah and i mean again it's it's one of the reasons i, I kind of do this these podcasts is because just because you feel like someone is you know living this amazing life and you know they look great but once you talk to them or you judge them for it critically whichever um Mm -hmm. but then you talk to them and get an understanding of their life and their story and maybe their struggles you realize that you know no they're human like me and um it kind of opens up the dialogue around whatever their, their particular struggle is. And then you can kind of see them as like an equal, another human, right? Another brother, sister, whatever. So that's why I love having these conversations. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for, for talking about this. Is there any last thoughts, any other advice you would give to anyone who's kind of, especially dealing with that, that shame of maybe having that money due to a death in their family and kind of struggling with that. Yes. Well, what somebody just told me just actually the other day is she said that you, 
you know, whatever it is, she's like, whatever you're doing, you know, in your work, um, you're not doing it because of it. You're doing it despite of what actually happened. Yeah. Right. And for me, that really was like, right. Like I, I'm not doing it because I have to have, I have financial backup. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I call myself quite resilient. You know, I was able, you know, I, I got up and I do, I do the work that I want to do. Right. And um, despite what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I think people in a similar situation, you know, we can, you know, in a way use what, what we were gifted in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I said, you know, about, you know, my brother, my dad, that if they would be here and know that how I feel about it, they would say like you're crazy. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, anybody who's in a similar situation, like ask, ask yourself that question. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's like they would want you to live yeah. your best life and, you know, they've given you this gift to kind of be able to do that. I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up. (laughs) Thank you again for sharing this because I know as a friend, the kind of, you know, your internal struggle as well. So um, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Andrina. Thank you for the space, Debbie. You're welcome. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation that I had with Andrina and feel inspired to have a more open dialogue around money with your loved ones. Feel free to connect with Andrina over on her website, which is www.holicious.com or on her Instagram and Facebook accounts, both at Holicious and I'll post the links in the show notes. If you enjoyed our conversation, then feel free to let us know in the comments section over on our website, uncomfortable.blog, or on any of our social media channels. We're on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. You can support our podcast by signing up to be a patron and pledging a very small $5 per month so that we can keep on running. For more information, visit uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate. Thanks again for listening. Now go out there, folks, and get uncomfortable.